What's going on today, y'all? We about to talk about single parenting. Um, I know this can be a little sensitive subject for some people, so we're going to get right into it. How is everybody today? So today we're going to talk about single parenting. Um, this is a subject where we don't often explore um, as far as single parenting in the form of sometimes we may actually have help, but in a whole, we are still single parents. All right, so the first thing that I want to talk about is being in two places at once. So sometimes as a single parent, we may have multiple things to do or we may have multiple children that want to do different things at once. So I did just have a situation over the holiday weekend for Halloween. My son had a birthday party that he was invited to. And um, also I had a birthday party that we were invited to as a family. So what I actually end up doing was taking my son to his friend's birthday party and he was requested to be dropped off and picked up at a certain time. And I took the other kids to the other party and we did it like that. And it was a lot of running back and forth. And I don't think that our kids understand that this happens sometimes and it's not their fault, but it gets tiring. It does. It, it gets tiring because it's like, oh my goodness, how can I do all this stuff and still have time for myself, you know? So we do have to think about those things. And then if we choose one or the other, one kid might be disappointed or one might want to do something else and may have an attitude the whole time you're doing something or anything like that. So it does get tough sometimes. Now, when it comes to those attitudes, oh my goodness. So the attitudes are just like, Wow, I don't know if it's the older they get, um, the more attitude they develop, or if it's just me. Like, what did I do? Sometimes my son will wake up with an attitude, and sometimes my daughter will get an attitude, but you can't really tell. You'll have to catch her little funny ways. She's really hilarious. They are just like me. 
So we have to deal with those attitudes um, individually and we can't really parent all of our kids the same way, um, which really brings me into the different age groups. So I have four children. Um, so they age from nine, eight, three and a year old. So I have different ages in my household every day, all day. And sometimes they do clash. Sometimes we may do something that's babyish to my older kids and it might be something that my little kids really wanted to do. So sometimes we have to go through that. But a lot of times it's like, okay, my three-year-old, he's really, really mature. And he's mature to the point where he can have a whole conversation with you and he will enunciate all his words and he has a big vocabulary. And it's like when you tell him to do something, now you'll hear people say, oh, he's a baby. He's not a baby. If he can do this, he can do that. What is it that old people used to say? If you can pick up a game controller or a toy or anything, you could pick up a broom, baby. But then you have to step back and think about age-appropriate things as well. Because my three-year-old can't wash dishes, but maybe my nine-year-old could. You know, so we have to think about things like that when we have different age groups. But as far as talking to them and dealing with their attitudes, you know, my younger kids follow after my older kids. So it's like I try to explain to my children that you have little people watching you. So if I tell my older kids to do something and they stomp and scream and uh, blow the breath out and catch an attitude, that's what my younger son does. And then my baby son, my one-year-old, will do the same thing that he's seen his older brother do, which is the three-year-old. And so it's like I have to deal with all that at one time. And it does get challenging, you know. And as I did state, you know, previously, we do sometimes have help in other things because it does take a village to raise kids. But when we go home at the end of the night, who is the person that has to sit down with the children and feed and do baths and bed? That's when it comes into single parenting, you know, and I do have my significant other as support. So that does come into handy. But in certain situations, you have to learn how to deal with the kids individualized, you know, so. But back to the single parenting, you know, even dividing times between the ages when you do have different ages in your household. You know, like I said, sometimes we may go to uh, bounce it out or uh, a jump place that's for little children or something like that because I have to please all different ages. So I'll try to cater to them and maybe my older kids get to go to the skating ring or something, something my younger kids don't get to do. Um, but then it's like I have to have get a babysitter now because I'm going with the bigger kids or get a babysitter for the bigger kids so I can take the younger kids. So it does get difficult a lot of times and sometimes we don't sit back and think about we can wear ourselves thin doing everything to make the kids happy, but we do need help. We ultimately need help. Single parents do need a backbone or a support system to help them because it does get overwhelming sometimes, you know. And when you have different ages and, and different things to do, it does get to be like, oh, my God, 
I'm tired. But they don't understand tired because in their mind it's like, well, the baby's got to do this. Or then now my three-year-old is old enough to articulate, well, brother and sissy got to go here. So it's like somebody's going to be disappointed if I'm tired and I can't do this or I can't do that. And it's not fair, but that's what happens when you're a single parent. You have to try to cater to everyone and be all around. And you can't always do that. So how about single parenting and we have to divide our kids with different family members. So say my older kids go with their dad. So summertimes they go with their dad and when they come back, it's like retraining all over again. You know, in my household, we shut down at a certain time. You go to bed at a certain time. We get up at a certain time. You know, everything is different and we go to dad's house, it gets lax or we go to auntie's house and um, my cousin gets to do this and my cousin gets to do that. Well, we don't get to do that over here. And sometimes it does get difficult when you want to send your kids places and you want to let them do different things. But it's like, why do you have to come home and I have to retrain you? You know, you don't do that in my house. Or even if my baby goes to grandma, you know, when you come to your mom's house, this is things that you do not do. But he's able to get away with it because I'm at grandma's house. So the fact that I'm at grandma's house, I'm able to do X, Y, and Z. And so that gets hard as well. Because just think about me having a one-year-old. And he goes to grandma's. He gets spoiled. He gets babied. And then you come back and mom has to divide time between the other siblings. And so it's like he's not old enough to articulate if he's hurt by that or if he wants more time. He just will cry or whine or request for me to pick him up or things like that. But that's what comes with single parenting. You know, the disruptions of the outside household members. And it's not always bad. Sometimes it is good. But it's like sometimes you can have things going on in your household. And then once they go other places or be with other family members and see different things, they may come back with different ways, good or bad. They could come back with certain feelings about things that you're requesting them to do. Like they may go one place and my cousin doesn't have to do this, but I do. And so when I come home, it's like, I don't want to do that because we're the same age. And so why can't I do what they get to do? And it's not always like that because you have different parents. So you have to address those things when you have your children as well. The way we speak to them plays a part in our interaction as single parents. You know, it does get overwhelming, um, as I stated a few times, that you have to deal with all the children at one time. And so dealing with all the kids at one time, it's like, you know, in the morning I may wake up, wake up the first child to shower and then try to get myself together. If I come back and you have not gotten up to try to get yourself together now, I feel like I got to yell and scream and ultimately we don't sit back and realize that now our kids are starting off on the wrong foot having a bad day. And it's not really all about us that I told you to do X, Y, and Z. Yes, we did. But maybe we got to step back and find a better route of 
how I need to wake you up or a more effective way or, you know, not saying be a sucker to your child because sometimes they can take advantage of certain situations and just feel like, oh, if I don't get up, she going to come back in here and tell me to get up again. So I'm going to be all right. No, sometimes you do have to be the enforcer, but sometimes it can be done in a, a different way than the one that we're used to, you know, because I know if my mom told me to do something one time and I didn't do it by the time she came back and ran it back, it's going to be an issue. Now, it may not be in the form of a, a whooping or, you know, she might not yell, but you thought you was about to leave out of here and go X, Y, and Z, you're not. Or you thought you was about to get to use your phone. Now you can't do that. Because I asked you to do something or I told you to do something. And sometimes that's more effective than yelling and screaming at our children. Or even when we do talk, the things that we say, you know, it's okay to elevate your voice sometimes when it comes to a child. Because sometimes they don't hear you in a calm tone or they're not paying attention. So sometimes you do have to get a little bit escalated or put a little inflection in your voice so they can hear what you're saying you know but we can't just oh you're this or you that or you don't do this you don't do that they'll grow up to start thinking that they're nothing like they don't amount to anything like they're not good enough because you beat this in their head all the time like oh my god you can't do this oh my god you can't do that you're not listening. You can't do this or you can't do what this person say like that. That does like we don't want to hear that as adults. So a child shouldn't have to hear that, you know, and we don't sit back and look at the whole picture. Sometimes we may be so in love, but finances play a big part in having a child or multiple children. And, you know, while it is a blessing for children to be born and for us to have um, these things, we have to sit back and realize one child, everything might be smooth sailing. Two, everything's still going to be good. I just got to divide it between two kids. And once you start to hit three, four, and five, man, it's times when my kids then came to me, Mom, I got a book fear. Now, I know if you got a book fear, then the next one got a book fear. And at the book fair, I got to buy a book that costs $20 that you wanted so bad and you only going to read one time. So the fact that I have two kids, I have to supply that amount twice. So not one $20 book, I have to buy two $20 books. And so it's like, dang, it gets challenging when you think about those finances because God forbid it's the first of the month and rent is due. What if I only had the amount of rent and I have to disappoint my kids as far as you can't go to the book fair? Or not even just a simple book fair because that's extra. You know, some kids don't even look at that because not all kids are privileged to have everything that others are. So some kids may not even think about the book fair or they may just go to the book fair and get a little pencil or, or eraser that costs less than $20, you know, but... We don't sit there and, and think about like, dang, it's the first of the month. I got to buy these clothes. They need more shoes. They need jeans. The weather changed. You want to go to the book fair. 
I want to buy myself something nice after I worked and worked all week. And what do I have left for myself? Finances. We got to think about those finances when we start thinking about having children. That's when you have to think about even nobody. I don't think anybody goes into it feeling like, okay, I'm going to be a single parent tomorrow. But the person that you have your children with, you also have to think about, is that a person that's financially stable to be able to help me or to help their child if we're in need or I'm unable to supply? Because I'm really more or less the type of parent who's single or not. I'm going to make sure that all of my children have whatever they need. And it's more or less when I, I'm not going to ask the other parent for anything, not saying that it's bad. But if I didn't have it and it was an immediate need, then I would. But other than that, we do when it comes to single parenting have to always rely on ourselves and think about I got them or I got him or her or how many it may be. Because if you don't have them, who will? That's what happens when you're single. You have to, everything is on you. You're held accountable for everything that that child has going on or those children have going on. Keep the roof over their head, clothes on their back. Make sure they eat. Make sure they're taken care of. All of that is on one parent when we when we deal with single parenting. And, and just because we have all that on us, we never sit back and actually think about, dang, this really is kind of stressful. This is kind of like, oh my God, I can't go out. I can't do things for myself, by myself, with my friends. Sometimes you lose friends. You actually lose friends becoming a parent. And you would think that everybody would want to share the joys of being around you and your child or children. But especially if the friend that you're trying to be around doesn't have kids, you lose a lot of friends because every time I ask you to go somewhere, you got to find a babysitter. That's a parent. Every time we want to go to this place, you got to bring your kid. That's a parent. But it does take a toll on our lifestyle because it's like, when do I find time to be an adult? Because it's like all the time I'm being a parent or maybe I don't have the support I need or the other parent like I need. And then it becomes like, dang, I don't want to do this. And, you know, when we're having kids, we also have to think about being older and younger. You know, a, a child, you know, and it may sound a little bit bad, but I really do believe that a child has a better chance of growing up and thriving, having everything they need, not having to see a struggle with a more mature, um, older or middle-aged parent that's financially stable and into their career and their life, you know, as they planned before they have kids. I think I think that child has a better chance than the younger, you know, maybe 18-year-old parent that's just starting out in the workforce and doesn't really have a career, just has a a job paycheck to paycheck and may or may not have the support that they need from the other parent or um, outside support grandparents or anything so they have to more or less they have different opportunities than the child of the middle age parent so being a younger parent and being an older parent does play a part 
in single parenting as well as far as just dealing with the child as a whole. And that's the finances, the attitude, the time, the time. The time is really what will get you with being a single parent. Having the time to do any and everything that we have going on in life and just still living. Because you can wake up every day and yes, we are living and breathing, but being a single parent, are you really living? Like, are you really able to balance going here and going there? Or, for example, my week is work Monday through Friday. Um, and then my son has football practice three to four times a week. And then he has football games on Saturdays, maybe sometimes Sundays. And then my daughter wants to go sit with her girl cousins or her aunt. And then my babies want to go sit with their grandma or grandma wants me to meet her somewhere to get them. And all that gets overwhelming because once I do all this, you see, I didn't add anything in there for myself. You see, I didn't have time to go get my hair done or go sit with my friends or just go to a meal by myself, kid free. You know, and it's it's even worse. It's say you work at home. You may work at home. So that means you're always home. You don't get a minute away. So you're at home. You're a single parent. You don't go anywhere. You barely have friends. It's like, wow, is this life? Is this what it's supposed to be like? Nah. And we can always improve. Single parenting is not horrible. It's not horrible. It's just harder than having a spouse. But as I said previously, you know, single or in a relationship, parenting is hard regardless. You can still feel like a single parent, even with a spouse. Because if you're not getting the support that you need, that's just like an outside person that's just there to step in whenever it's convenient. Single parenting is definitely a challenge. Definitely something that we don't sign up to do in the beginning. But, you know, when it comes, you just have to do it. You know, I had friends before ask me when I was single and you know parenting all of my kids on my own how do you do it every day how do you wake up and do this every day or you know they'll make jokes like somebody will ask them to do 10 tasks in a day and they'll be like I'm not Tiffany like what it ain't that you can't do it it's just I got into a groove I got a process I have a system you know everywhere I go I have a way of going there a way of doing it you know, I was a breastfeeding parent, so I really might be walking around my house breastfeeding my son, um, warming up something for my three-year-old, making a plate for my older kids, done breastfeeding, go throw them in the bath, get them ready for bed. You know, it's certain things that you got to do, and it's not like if you sit there and think about it, how do I do it? How can I do it? What can I do? It won't get done. It will not get done. You will just keep sitting there thinking about what am I supposed to do? How do I do this? Complaining won't help the single parenting situation at all. 
at all. The only thing it'll do is make it harder for you and get you discouraged. So, you know, my only takeaways um, for parenting would be just, you know, you can do it. It might be harder, but don't look at all the bads and the cons of single parenting. Just look at the fact of you can do it. It'll get easier the less you complain. It'll get easier the more you start to tell yourself, I got it. I can do it. You're going to be good. You're going to be able to take care of it. I promise.